You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 32. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right, welcome to the She's on Her Toes podcast. Carolyn Hearn here, and I am joined by my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And today we are going to be talking about seven habits of highly effective women. So looking forward to that. But before we get going, I just want to thank everyone for listening. And hey, listen, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that. If you've been enjoying the content, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you and uh, definitely helps us grow the community and we would appreciate uh, your support in helping us do that. But yeah, I mean, back in the Stone Ages, you know, like 1989, uh, Stephen Covey wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it had a profound impact on the world, selling 25 million copies in 40 different languages worldwide. I don't know if y'all have read the book, um, but it's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you haven't read it? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, No, that's fine. I mean, I read it like a really, really long time ago. Yeah, so I had to kind of refresh myself with um, some of the habits, actually, when we came up with this idea. But yeah, I mean, Covey coined the idea of having an abundance mentality, which means you believe there's always enough resources, ideas, or paths to success for everyone. And I think like we definitely um, prescribe to living with abundance here at Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens. Um, so thank you, Stephen Covey, for introducing the world to, to that concept. But yeah, I mean, success and abundance will never run out or become scarce. And that's something that Covey... Um, you know, really, uh, I guess, like, tried to drive home to all of his uh, audience and that kind of thing. And I guess if you haven't read the book, uh, just so you're aware, you know, what are these seven habits? Uh, Here's the cliff notes (laughs) if you (laughs) want to keep listening to the rest of this discussion. Number one, be proactive, which means, you know, you achieve extraordinary results by consistently executing resourcefulness and initiative to break through barriers Number two, begin with the end in mind or develop the outcome-oriented mindset in every activity that you engage in. Three, put first things the first, which means eliminate energy and time-wasting tendencies by focusing on what, uh, and focusing and executing on uh, really important goals with the uh, idea of like weekly planning uh, involved. And then four, think win-win, which means you uh, lead teams that are motivated to perform through shared expectation and accountability. Five, seek to understand, then be understood. And that is to create an atmosphere of helpful give and take by taking time to fully understand issues and give candid and accurate feedback, especially in your team. And then six, synergize, which means you use teamwork to achieve your goals. And then number five, sharpen the saw, or what we like to call continuous improvement, continuous education, that kind of thing. So, I mean, back when this book was written, ah, 29 years ago, I can't believe it's that long, that 1989 was that long ago. 
Um, I mean, it really was meant for men in business, which is totally fine. But I mean, what does that mean for us today as, you know, women in business and fitness? Like, what are the seven habits of highly effective women today? So we're going to be talking about that. And we actually have created seven uh, habits of highly effective women. So we'll share those with you and what those mean to us. But uh, yeah, let's get going here. I mean, to start... Do all these habits still ring true in today's business landscape for men and women? I mean, did Covey, you know, create something that was built to last? I, I think so, and I think that the reason, like, we might say that these were created for men or were most used by men is because at that time it was yeah. men in leadership positions. Yeah. So it's not like any of these are um, something that a woman shouldn't do or couldn't do in a leadership yeah. role. It's um, changed. It's just, yeah, <laughs> so much has changed. And, you know, when we go over our list, maybe there are some things specific to a woman that might not be on this list that we could add. However, I think, um, you know, there are different iterations of the book for, like, high school kids and athletes. Yeah. And, and they all kind of um, take this similar, you know, seven habits and they just kind of break them up, which is kind of, or, like, kind of adjust them depending on age the, or goal yeah, or whatever, gotcha. which I think we've kind of done. But I think that these seven are still, I mean, there's still things we do here. Yeah. There are things that um, anytime you hear, like, a top CEO or somebody mm -hmm. speak that it works at a really successful business – these things are always, you know, top and foremost on their list. Um, so I think that either people uh, learned these seven habits and they continue to put them into place, or, um, you know, he just really hit the nail on the head and these are things that um, that really ring true. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I feel like they'll continue to, you know, 100 years from now. They just seem like the... Like bones of a yeah good yeah the strong structure. like foundation yeah. fundamental yeah. concepts mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep. totally agree I mean yeah I guess we're not trying to say that Stephen Covey is sexist or that <laughs> he um, excluded women from his you know highly influential book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People I think we could argue that women are people so technically we would uh, fall under his uh, title. But yeah, I mean, I think like anything that was written, you know, almost 30 years ago, you have to kind of take and maybe adjust for the times, especially we've talked about this in past episodes, you know, in the age of the internet and, you know, just kind of like the rapid, you know, moving forward of like technology. I mean, we're looking at like technological half-lives, you know, your phone used to be um, good for what like two years now it's like maybe six months like and then a new one comes out and yours is obsolete or like your computer mm -hmm. just like the amount of change and just like the rapid movement in business yeah fundamentals are always gonna um, rule the day but I think it's really good especially now that like so many women are in business for themselves mm -hmm. in the roles yeah. of CEOs and you know CFOs and like you know, C-suite jobs in, you know, large Fortune 500 companies, that kind of thing. Um, but even just people that are, you know, in the hustle economy and creating their own little side hustle, their own side gigs and mm -hmm. kind of all that. Like, I think it's important to kind of re-examine um, what Covey was saying and see if there's some improvements that we could make. So I guess we've come up with seven habits of highly effective women. So I guess let's start with number one. 
And that is start with yourself, which means I think our definition would be take care of yourself and the rest will fall into place. So I guess let's start with that. Like, what do you think that means? And Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, everything sort of starts with how you start your own day. And if you're struggling and aren't able to take care of yourself and there are just things that aren't going quite right, it affects everything. If you let it, it affects everything throughout your day, work life. Um, away from work at home so I think that's extremely important for effective people because there are times you just have to leave that at the door when you come into the workplace or whatever you're doing and um, to be able to be your most effective at work and perform your best but I think it's good to have balance like we've talked about to make sure you are able to take care of yourself and it takes a while to find that but once you do you will find that you are more effective throughout everything in life. Yeah, and I think that like times, the, the times now as opposed to 1989 are so different. And it's not that people weren't busy back then or had families mm -hmm. or had other things going on. But now, um, you know, the world just moves so fast and you can get caught up in doing 7,000 things and not doing any of them well and not taking care right, of yeah. yourself. And I mean, we've seen that in like the rise in health crisis, right? <laughs> like everybody in the United States, like three fourths of Americans are sick or are unhealthy. And so it's, it's like um, we, a whole generation has kind of put other things in front of their health. And now we're kind of circling back around and we have realized that, okay, if we take a little bit of time to care for ourselves first, then um, we're going to be healthier and we're going to be a lot more effective, mm -hmm. whether it's running a family or a business or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And I'm, I can't, I've listened to countless podcasts with startups and CEOs and people and overwhelmingly they all say like yeah you have to have some kind of practice for yourself you have to have something like you know I love to do this my business partner loves to do this and we always make sure we have time to do that mm -hmm. so I think that's something that has really um, come into fruition with like this up-and-coming generation and, it yeah, and it's like more, more accepted more yeah. yeah you know because I feel like back in the day you're supposed to just run yourself yeah you know until you just can't Go anymore. Yeah, sleep till you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I definitely, um, you know, th there's no reason to feel guilty for wanting to put yourself first, even above your family, your spouse, you know, whatever. And I think, like, you know, I'm going to go with that cliche. Like, the FAA tells you, put your, you know, oxygen mask on yourself before <laughs> you assist somebody else. Because if you go down, then everybody around you goes down. If you're the leader of the business and you, you know, aren't taking care of yourself and running yourself into the ground and getting burnt out, then you are literally on a collision course to take all of your employees and your business down eventually with you when you reach that wall that you just can't go anymore. And um, same like with your family, if you aren't even working, if you're you know, a mom or something, one of our clients who um, is listening to this and you don't work, I mean, the same thing is true in your situation. Like if you don't take care of yourself, then everybody that you're taking care of is gonna you know, suffer that, um, you haven't prioritized, you know, your own needs and that kind of thing. And it's not selfish. It's like important, like health wise, yeah. like mm -hmm. mentally, 
physically, whatever. Yeah, so I think that's totally true. Um, and I hope that, you know, this is more of a trend in business, especially like focusing on working out and eating healthy and getting enough sleep and balance. I mean, I think there are some really smart people in business that are working um, on making, I think, those ideas more mainstream. So hopefully. And we just have so yeah. much more like information mm -hmm. on like your mental health. And yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a buzzword. But like, uh, you know, just being mentally healthy and mm -hmm. sleep. Oh my goodness. Like now in the past, you would never like, 30 years ago, I've never been a good sleeper. And my, I, my parents would be like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, they just like, you'll be yeah. fine. And yeah. uh, and now you can, you know, there are millions, hundreds of um, sleep aids and like everybody's telling you to get eight hours of sleep and do this. So it, it's just like a tide has kind of turned and people are, are starting to pick up on um, how important it is to take care of yourself. Yeah, agreed. All right, so number one, start with yourself. Okay, so seven habit number two, the second habit would be uh, make a plan and work that plan. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. I mean, we yeah. talked about this mm -hmm. I, like, I feel a, like lot. a lot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you don't have a plan and you want to... Goals and all of yeah, that. Yeah, goals yes. if you don't... Even if it's like a small, the smallest part of your life, like you, uh, I don't know, like forget to take the trash out every week. Make a plan and work that plan. Like, and eventually you will take that trash out like you intended to. I mean, it's, but I mean, obviously for bigger things too. So yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit more about that. But um, yeah, I kind of, I, I see the parallels in, um, you know, like the per the put first things first and like eliminate your time wasting. Yeah. Kind of goes along with this. So like if you are, um, whatever it is that you're struggling with, or even if you're just not struggling and you just are trying to, you know, make things more efficient and effective, if you take time to plan things out, then when it comes to executing them, you've put a lot of your energy up front, and now all you have to do is follow through with the steps that you have created. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be really helpful in all avenues, like Carolyn said, whatever part of your life you're talking about. Um, but there's nothing more like daunting and stressful than like a really big problem and um, just not knowing how to tackle it, tackle it and not have a plan. I mean, you literally are just, it stresses you out, it wears you down, um, you're going from one thing to another thing, never really feeling like you've accomplished it. But if you take the time to break it down, one thing at a time, make a plan, then it might take longer to complete, but you know that you're going to have done it effectively and um, be able to you know, grow and be successful from that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I can't I really just kidding? All right. Well moving on. Number three, navigate the jungle gem. And by that I think that it's important to think of, you know, your life or opportunities in business like a jungle gym rather than a ladder. I think like in the past we talk about climbing the corporate ladder or trying to break through the glass ceiling. And I think it's pretty accepted these days that, you know, you're going to probably make some lateral moves. Maybe you're going to like switch careers and go all the way back down to the bottom and then have to like climb up or like you're going to go all over the place like that, things like that, like focusing on life and your business opportunities like a jungle gym makes I think a lot more sense these days than you know just like one trajectory like up a ladder um, unless you're talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom <laughs> when you could go down back up no just kidding just kidding that's exactly where I was gonna go <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is just like so this is this um 
uh, sorry. I think this <laughs> is like just so perfect for like where things are now because um, it's so stressful to think of your life as a ladder because mm-hmm. if you take one step mm-hmm. down or, yeah. or you fall off <laughs> all the way oh my gosh that is like trying that is stressful I can't like that's stressing me out just thinking about it yeah and I do think generations before us kind of lived life that way I know like I know my parents did and um they have a harder time understanding like how people maneuver jobs and professions yeah and yes. career changes mm-hmm. and life changes and you know, I think the generations now and, and you know, generation before us, but the people that are in the workforce now, uh, they just live life differently. And you, in your personal life, I mean, you have ups and downs and you're going to have that in your work life and health, in your health as well. And I think this really lends itself to a growth mindset because if you think of a jungle gym and you think of just hurdles that you have to climb over and then once you get to the other side, there will be completely different hurdles but you're not starting back from the ground zero mm-hmm. um, as opposed to thinking about only going up for mm-hmm. the rest of your life I think yeah. that really lends itself to that growth mindset right and I think um, it's more common now sort of thinking about what we've done how you I just feel like it wasn't as common to change careers you know like yeah most people would stick with one thing and then climb within that. But now it's like, don't look at what the first one you went through as a failure. It was part of your life. You learned from it. You're yeah. taking that jungle gym and putting it into the next one and take what you've learned there into your next part. And I think that's a big, that says a lot to be able to, I don't know where I'm going. No, that. that's good. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Cause yeah, like, I mean, I think like you have a lot of things. Y'all yeah. are, you know, career switchers. Like mm-hmm. I have switched careers several times mm-hmm. throughout, um, you know, my like, I guess like jobs and that kind of thing. And I mean, yeah, I think if you want to look at like climbing a ladder as like the singular like means of like moving forward in your career and in your life, then you are bound to, I guess, eventually, like, be categorized as a failure, right? Because, like, what yeah. if you, like, stay on the ladder for a really long time and one slot and then you don't move? Or, like, what if you, yeah, what if you go like down? Clinging to that. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, I think in, it's just the reality of the way, like, we, you know, work and, you know, live now is, you know, people have multiple, I guess, like, you know, career paths mm-hmm. or they have you know even multiple jobs at the same time and you know you're just trying to you know navigate that like you know being happy and having that balance of like happiness and fulfillment in your job versus mm-hmm. like being able to like sustain yourself and like pay your bills and like you know achieve all of your financial goals and that kind of thing I mean there's so many different like ways to maneuver that and there's not just you don't just like get a job work there 25 years get your gold watch retire and get your pension I mean there yes, are infinite yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean there are yeah. infinite ways to reach yeah. your financial goals and I so, think that yeah. even now like big bigger corporations if you're not talking about like a small business I think maybe two generations ago they might not have looked as fondly upon like switching careers mm-hmm. but now it's like that's what everybody oh, does yeah. and mm-hmm. it's almost like oh look at all this experience you got from here and like now you are coming to me with this and yeah. like, it's almost like something yeah. like it's almost like you know really uh, a badge to have that you yeah. kind of moved around I mean I know I've learned 
very different skills yes. at two very yeah. different careers that mm-hmm. I mean are have been useful in both. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I think um, that it really lends itself to like the way people hire now and what people mm-hmm. are looking for, as opposed to you know in the past trying to climb up to that twenty five year retirement mark yeah. and just bow out. Yeah. I mean, it's more yeah. so. It's more about like collecting. I think, and and, and this mm-hmm. is just my take as like an employer is collecting um and amassing amassing like a series or like a set a skill set and to me that would mean like you're a good manager you are you know a good leader and like those would be at the top of my list and then um you know like conscientious like courteous like all those things but that like you know you don't necessarily i'm not necessarily looking for somebody who has oh my gosh and harper's here today <laughs> so she's snoring and snorting so if you hear what sounds we look like for different things <laughs> yeah if you hear some snoring um that's her on the mic but um yeah no i think like if you are amassing a skill set then that's important. It's not necessarily like, oh, you uh, worked at a bank for five years and then you moved into mortgage lending and then you, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, I feel like at least to me, and not even if I was, you know, owning a studio, even if I had another business that, you know, was completely different. I'm looking for people with like, that are like a cultural fit that like have a, the skill set of, you know, management and leadership and honestly, like I feel like I could teach them how to do anything. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say like yeah. be coachable, like, right? Like, yes, and and willing to learn. And I yeah. think that if you are somebody that kind of, I don't mean bounces around in a bad way, but if you're somebody that has like changed careers or you move from one thing to another, um, you probably are are willing to learn. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're yes. learning new yeah. things at every place, and um, you're going to be somebody that's much easier to onboard and teach uh-huh. than somebody yep. that you know has a pretty stagnant like thought process. Oh yeah, totally, yes. totally. All right. Well, moving on. So we talked one through three. So we said start with yourself. Number one, two, make a plan and work that plan. Three, navigate the jungle gym. Now four. I think is be courageous and by that and I think we touched a little bit about that in navigate the jungle gym but I think we can even take it one step further here and number four be courageous and that means you know it's okay to take risks even if they could lead to failure um, and I think maybe in the past we didn't really talk about that especially um, in seven habits of highly effective people you don't really talk about necessarily like failing and failing forward and kind of like learning from mistakes from past mistakes and kind of taking that and flipping it on its head and you know success is failure turned inside out that kind of thing like I don't think that that was even really talked about especially like you know 30 years ago even maybe 10 years ago yeah Yeah. and I like I wonder why I don't know if it's like that you know the business landscape is different or or what or maybe it was just like taboo. You didn't talk about it. You're right. You're right. Talk about those. Yeah. Well, you don't want to like be perceived. And like it yeah. does. Yeah. 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 It's not cool to be like, oh, I failed at all yeah. these startups, and then boom, I made it big. Yeah. Like people, like yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like you know, people are just more vocal about it now, mm-hmm. or you like know, we've seen it happen sharing. so yeah. many more times. Um, but it really just in business, and I think, and probably in certain parts of your personal life. There are going to be times where, like you, ha- you're sitting on a fence, and you really have to make a decision. And I think it's important that we talk about like taking a risky decision, even if it fails, um, just because you're going to learn from it no matter what. 
and if it doesn't fail, like your outcome is going to be so much greater than if you like kind of played it safe and sat mm -hmm. on the sideline. So, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm a big proponent, proponent of like women supporting women. So like, I think we need to talk about it and um, make sure everybody knows that it's okay to fail and it's totally worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And that really that's where you're going to learn anyway. And, um, you know, take the risk. <laughs> yes, totally agree. And I think finding a place where you feel comfortable or confident in taking those risks. Once you find a place, your jungle gym that you're in, I think you'll be open to many more opportunities and just chances to just change and be more successful and more effective in everything you're doing. And even if you fail, you'll remember that the next time and maybe try something a little differently that'll lead to another opportunity that will just go somewhere you never really saw things going in a successful good positive way yeah I guess like if you haven't listened to our very first episode and you kind of started in the middle I would totally go back number one is called like do we take enough risks and we talk about that and kind of like our definition of like being courageous and like risk taking and I think our answer to that question really I'm not sure we necessarily said it out loud but the, it, do we take enough risks I think the answer is no yeah. um and that like yeah we should really like think about that actively thinking about like is this really risky or is this my perception of the risk is just like completely you know overblown and um yeah like I you know I think that um go back and listen to that first episode and you'll definitely see that uh, we've improved um, in our podcast conversations and kind of like I the hope. flow. <laughs> Maybe uh, not me. But no, I mean, it's our number one listen dis episode so and I think the topic is awesome I mean maybe we want to redo it at some point yeah, some point. Um, <laughs> 2 .0. yeah maybe uh, yeah as we get into the like our next year of podcasting we can kind of revisit that episode and maybe even talk about like what kind of risks we um, have taken since then but yeah that would be kind of cool but yeah no listen to that one and I mean ask yourself like do you take enough risks in your life um, and I don't mean like you know running across the street in traffic like <laughs> I mean like are you challenging yourself to come out of your comfort zone even yeah. if it's like in your workouts like if you are you staying safe in your workouts not really trying not really moving forward um just kind of like plateauing gotta step it up a notch like maybe you know you need to take more class maybe you need to focus on one section of class and work harder and that kind of thing um but yeah definitely um you know the risk of failure is definitely you know it means i think personally it's always meant for me that i'm on the right track like if i'm about to fail i know that success i'm like so close to it and i know that sounds crazy maybe to some of you listening but it's i think it's true like if you if you um you know are on the verge of failure it means like you're onto something um Anyways, all right, well, number five, work beyond obstacles. And by that, I kind of mean become a professional problem solver. Um, I think there's nothing more attractive in an employee or uh, a friend or just another human being than trying to um, work beyond like whatever obstacle that person is confronted with and just solving the problem and like tackling it and moving on. So, yeah, I'd love to talk about that a little bit. I think that it's so, like, this is um, bringing in, like, the 
like be proactive. I think this is like really um, not similar in that, but that these two could kind of like pair with each other. That I mean, really, if you're going to be solving problems, like you probably are coming at things with a pretty positive mindset because oh, otherwise yeah, definitely. you're yes. just going to say like I'm done you're going to lose like, your mind yeah, yeah I'm not doing this like you yeah. already had it in your mind that it wasn't going to work anyway so um, you know you this this one I really think about like you are proactive you're really positive and yeah. you are always looking for a solution um, because you can say you know I've never been able to do a push up before or you can say I've never been able to do a push-up before, but here are three things I'm going to do to try to improve that yeah. going forward. Yeah. So it's all about like being able to look at uh, an issue or a problem, and rather than seeing the outcome that like your negative brain yeah. is like you know <laughs> swinging over and over again in the back of your head, um, but being able to look at it in a different way, or you know trying being okay with trying ten different things before finding one that works. Um, just constantly moving forward and uh, trying to come at things with a more positive light. Yes, I definitely will say I, I mean, from personal experience, exactly what Emily said, the whole your outlook on how things are will definitely have some input on the outcome of the situation. Because I know if I already have my mindset well, this is terrible and I don't want to be here, I don't want to be doing this, and mm -hmm. I'm just... You're, it's not going to be good. So I yeah. think starting with the positive mindset, being proactive, sort of expecting the unexpected at all times will help you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just, you know, think about what just went yeah. on here recently. Like, we yeah, we were at the studio yeah. and just totally fine. We were fine. Yeah. yeah. But, no, um, talk about, it yeah. just was like <laughs> being okay. a professional problem solver. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just got to yeah. go with it and, mm -hmm. you know, everything's going to be okay. And yep. then you end up sort of learning Maybe some new things from that unexpected experience. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, yeah, if you are somebody, whether you work in corporate America or certainly if you're an entrepreneur, you know that, like, your job title really should be professional problem solver because that's what you do all day long. But, yeah, like, if you, you know, have, like, a normal, like, corporate job, the, the way that I think you could you know, advance and really stand out amongst your peers would be if your job really was professional problem solver, because then everyone knows that they can count on you, that you are, you know, you know, cool under pressure, that you can, um, you know, just figure shit out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. well, and this is one sure. that, um, you know, I really think that all, because in a previous job, being a, a teacher, you needed to be a problem solver. Yeah. Oh so my like, goodness, I, I yes. just feel like so you have no clue what's happening. Oh yeah, like, you never know. Like, yeah. You know, you, you have the kids take their shoes off and the fire alarm goes off. I mean, like that really happened to me one time. So it's just like I think this comes goes across so many different professions. And you're right. It, even in like that position as an educator, like if if my um, boss saw a problem come up and like I can't solve it. Well, she's going to be a lot less likely like to come mm -hmm. back to me or to like think of me in mm -hmm. you know a certain light. Um, so you can set yourself apart in that way, and I, I don't For think sure. it matters what your job is. I mean, delivering pizza. I mean, you could lit you uh -huh. can literally really you know show up and set mm -hmm. yourself apart um, just having um, the mindset of being able to solve anything and everything that comes your way. 
Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's just really just about, like, being outstanding, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to exhibit, like, pride and just, like, go above and beyond and just be truly outstanding in whatever work you're doing, then, yeah, you need to work beyond whatever obstacle, like, shows up and just don't, you know, don't get down about it. Just yep. solve yeah. it, move on, and, yeah, you've got it. No, Nothing yeah. can keep you down. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay, number six. Achieve happiness versus balance. I feel like we have a lot to say about that. I know. I feel like this could go like so many different, know, so yeah. many different ways. But I think we are all like personal examples of this. Um, just because there's like you know the balance myth out there or whatever that like yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, you'll work twelve hours a week. I guess that's really low. You'll work thirty five <laughs> hours a week, twelve hours a week. You'll work maybe in France. <laughs> yeah, in France. <laughs> you'll work, you know, your 30 hours a week, and then, like, you know, you'll be home for dinner every night. And I don't, I mean, some some uh, professions, you have that, and um, that's great, but then you have to, like, turn around and look, like, are you happy? And sometimes happiness and balance don't link up. I mean, yeah. when you're coming to the studio 12 days in a row, like, that's not balance, but, like, are you happy? Mm -hmm. And does the balance of the happiness and professional happiness and, you know, personal happiness balance each other out. So I think yeah. it's like you have to look at it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever heard any small business owner or like startup CEO, um, they will tell you that like, yeah, I worked 20 hour days or like, mm -hmm. and I did that for four years and now I have time to go surfing, but like, it's never going to be, um, it was all perfect the whole yeah. time. And, and yeah. it's never going to be like, I work Monday to Friday and then I'm here and I'm there. I'm, it's just such a different way of looking at balance. Um, but if you're happy at what you're doing, like, right. Are you, are you balanced anyway? Yes. And I think this sort of goes back to talking the number three navigating the jungle gym and whatnot if you aren't I think the biggest thing is figuring out if you're not happy or content with what you're doing sometimes getting out of that might is the hardest thing you will have to do sometimes because you second guess yourself and but I think realizing that will lead you to a lot more happiness and whatnot even if you do work 12 straight straight days in a row and but you're happy with what you're doing with your life and what you're putting into every day and all of that I think it's sort of well they obviously they all play into each other but I think figuring out if you're happy and truly um, into what you do day to day with work life because it all goes back to balance. I feel like I'm running in a circle here. No, I know. Sort yeah, of they're, like, so, they're, um, so, they're so connected. It is. And, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it is. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, some of, like, the times where I'm most happy, I'm, like, super, super busy and getting a lot done. And, I mean, I guess when you think about, like, when you were back in college, right? Like, you had so many things to do, mm -hmm. but you were happy, hopefully. And, um, you know, just getting all the things done and you were able to just like churn it out, right? Like school, like your personal life, like sports, whatever. But I mean, I'm not sure that that's necessarily like balanced. Like sometimes right. like I work so hard in my business, but like I'm super happy because I know I'm like moving it forward. I know that like, what I'm doing is, you know, serving, like, my purpose and, like, my mission and that kind of thing. And Stephen Covey does talk a lot about that, like, having, like, a personal mission. And mm -hmm. we certainly have, like, a mission statement um, and uh, vision statement here at the studios. 
But yeah, I mean, it's all about like that cyclicality, right? Like yeah. you can't just like work all the time and then like, you know, you get burnt out, right? So it's like balance, happiness. I think if you strive for like just being happy and content and like fulfilling like your mission with what you're working on, then that's good. I mean, maybe you do achieve like that coveted balance at some point, but I think that that's almost an illusion or a myth. Like nobody's ever gonna have a perfectly balanced life, like at all times. Well, and, yeah. I, and I think it like um, you take yourself back to number one. So like, yeah, you are yes. working, yes. you're happy, and, and at some point you become burnout or it becomes too much, and that's when you have to circle back and remember, mm-hmm. like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm slowly. You know, my efficiency is slowly dwindling. <laughs> really my slow sleep, you know, and you just have to be really like. Aware. Nobody wants to be around me because yeah. I'm so miserable. Like, I just yeah. don't want to talk to anybody right now. Yeah, and silence. Oh my gosh, I saw this like picture of this T-shirt online, and um, it was like. I like coffee and maybe like three people. Like that's when you know that. But yeah, you just you have to be really honest and aware of, of how you're feeling and your and what you need. And I think that's when like that's when you can achieve balance. Like when you know yourself enough to know that now's my time. Like now's my time to back off. Getting a little uh, off right now. Catch yeah. my breath and focus on other parts of my life that I can really, you know, put energy into. And then you circle back around and it doesn't have to be, you know, the same for everybody and it doesn't have to look the same. Um, but just being able to, I think it's really important to be able to like listen to yourself because so many people like aren't even you know, attuned with how they feel. And it's really important to be able to know how you feel, know what makes you happy, and also know when you need to like pull it back. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, well, the seventh and final habit. So I guess let's relieve, uh, let's, uh, I guess, re- like go through our habits one more time here and we'll talk about number seven. But start with yourself, make a plan and work that plan. Number three, navigate the jungle gym. Four, be courageous. Five, work beyond obstacles. Six, we just talked about achieve happiness versus balance. And now seven, da 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 da, sharpen the saw. It's the same <laughs> one as what Stephen Covey came up with. I think that every successful woman needs to keep learning and focusing on continuous improvement. So the seventh habit stays the same. Thank you, Stephen. You got it right yeah. on the seventh. Like that one. We're gonna steal one from you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's talk about that because I know we talk about, and that's one of our cultures. Um, one of our culture points here at the studios is, um, yeah, to be continuously learning and continuously mm-hmm. improving, like always striving for excellence. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear like your thoughts on that. I, I think this, like, I see this one in so many different ways. And, I, and, one, and of course, one way, you know, sharpening your skill set and, your, and, like, you know, the, the way that you work and um, learning new technologies and learning new systems and all of that. But I also think, like, um, from a, a perspective of, like, managing people, I'm constantly, oh, I thought you took my <laughs> From a perspective of managing people, um, I, like, really love, the um, the his seventh his fifth habit of like seek first to understand and then be understood and like learning how to continuously work with people and I think if you ever um, think like oh I got it like I'm done I know how to work with everyone I'm good like I I'm really a great manager I'm a great leader like that's when you're in trouble like 
constantly reminding yourself um, that you can learn how to interact with people better. You can learn mm -hmm. how to lead people more efficiently. You can learn how to work with your clients better. I can mm -hmm. learn how to mm -hmm. sell better. Like just knowing that um, there's always space to learn. I mean, there's nothing harder than working with somebody when you say something and they say, I know. Or like, I know. Or like, I know. <laughs> or like you're trying to tell them something and they're like, I know. And you're uh, like, yeah. Okay. You're like, okay, you're so not. You're not. Yeah. You're not listening to me. I try really hard. If somebody's telling me something, even if I think I know it, to just listen, mm -hmm. because maybe I do know what they're saying, but like maybe they're going to say it slightly differently. Maybe I'll learn something. And sometimes that's really hard for me, and I think that's hard for anyone, just it, because it you, is, you yeah. think you think you know it all, or you think you know a lot. Um, so but you just, do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just being able to. You know, continuously improve on, and that doesn't necessarily just mean, you know, strategic skills, but like mm -hmm. being able to improve on every aspect, yes, being yes. open-minded, yeah. and just being willing to, you know, take things up a, a, a notch from your peers or from anybody else that has information you can learn. Yeah, um, playing off, Emily said about all aspects of life, I think obviously, and Carolyn gives us a lot of opportunity to grow and you know we go to when we go to growth club and whatnot but yeah. that's a priority here which I am thankful for mm -hmm. um but like with teaching and sometimes you sort of can get in a rut and yeah. that's one area where sort of or I find I have to you know reset and then I'll take from other teachers and then maybe take some things from what they're doing that I really like and mm -hmm. I find that's a good way to sharpen sharpen the saw in that area and then I yeah. find I mean I'll, I've always loved teaching but there's sometimes you just sort of get like yeah oh and just need a little re refresh and reset yeah. and um I think like we've said it's important to realize when you need to do that and then it is time to maybe you know change things up and continue to grow um in that area but that just sort of came to mind for some reason because I guess I just recently sort of went through yeah. went through that yeah. yeah and I mean I loved it but I was like okay I can do some other things to make this more even better for the clients yeah what can I add to what I'm already doing yeah um and I think realizing that says yeah says a lot yeah well I think like yeah like what you were just saying we all get into that like situation where you kind of feel like you're a pure bar robot and like, you're I'm just feeling like, great this yeah, is yeah, up, but you're yeah. like <laughs> like yeah. you're literally um just like the words come out but mm -hmm. like you're not really even thinking about what you're mm -hmm. saying and that kind of thing I mean I know I got it to one point when I was teaching because I was teaching at that point like four classes a day and it was like it wasn't necessarily challenging for me anymore so then I wouldn't even plan a class and then I would just be like oh I would literally think in my head like two seconds oh I'm gonna teach That's so hard to do this. I was like yeah <laughs> but like I, I was doing it so much yeah, yeah. and like the choreo I was just you knew it I yeah. knew it and that's so like arrogant but like I just <laughs> sometimes I was just like it, I had to keep it like exciting in my mind right like it like I almost had to like create my own little like Russian roulette game or something to like keep it exciting. Yeah, I mean, I certainly can't do that now, but um, anyways, good times. So, yeah, no, I think like, yeah, can, if you aren't learning and growing, then you're essentially dying. I mean, I know that sounds like a little harsh, but you're you always have to keep doing something, keep moving forward, 
with your business, with your own personal growth, that kind of thing. Otherwise, yeah, you become stagnant, like you cease to grow, and uh, that's not awesome, especially when you're talking about your business. So yeah, those are the seven habits that we've come up with. So I um, hope that you have enjoyed that conversation. I mean, do you think there's an eighth habit? Did we miss one? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to come at our next podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like, I, mean, really I think ones. we really, like, we hit a wide net with all yeah. of these. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that they just all really play off of each other really yes, well. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, they definitely, like, interact. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, or I, interconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if, you know, if you have, like, an open an open mind ready to navigate the jungle gym and like you always put yourself first and you're learning like you're you're gonna go places so yeah. like, I think these really like hit um, a lot of strong branches that are needed mm-hmm. yeah maybe like get a get a puppy oh yes number eight <laughs> number eight would have be have dogs in your life yeah, yeah be a dog owner <laughs> be a dog owner yeah take care of something other than yourself yes yes something else alive yeah Awesome. All right. Well, I guess let's review our seven habits of highly effective women. One, number one, start with yourself. Number two, take a uh, make a plan and work that plan. Number three, navigate the jungle gym. Number four, be courageous. Number five, work beyond obstacles. And six, achieve happiness versus balance. And then finally, seven, sharpen the saw, which was Stephen Covey's original seventh habit. We agreed with that one, and so we will keep that as number seven. But um, if you have any suggestions as to, as to uh, any habits that we might have overlooked or neglected or you disagree totally with our list, go ahead, let us know. We'd love to hear from you and keep that conversation going. Maybe we'll feature your comments in a future podcast. And um, we just, yeah, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Maybe you thought this was awesome and you're going to take this and kind of, you know, look at your life a little bit differently, maybe look at your business a little bit differently. And that's what we're here for. The whole point of this podcast is to talk about like what we're doing that works and like kind of the things that we're thinking about and acting upon here in our business and inspiring you to do the same in yours. So that's what we're here for. Just, you know, furthering that community and um, letting you know that you're not alone. If you need any uh, help, any inspiration, listen to that podcast. She's on her toes every Tuesday, 5 a.m. up and Adam for those early birds. You could, of course, listen to it all day or all week or even a month from the time that it's uh, uploaded or, or available. But, you know, get, get caught up. Like, start with number one. We are now at, what, number 32. So that's a whole bunch to listen to. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you spending the time with us here. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much.
Oh, oh, oh. 